This is a new way that people will access information on the net. When you go to a website, the first thing you will do is you will speak to it to get to where you want to be. So it's almost like a new internet. You will be looking at things on screen, but you'll also be talking. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, listeners. In today's episode, we speak with Kath Blackham, the founder of Versa, Australia's first voice agency based here in Melbourne, Australia. Kath and I are equally excited about voice, and we discuss why this is such a paradigm shift in the way brands will market their goods and services. I see it as a game changer and believe that anyone in the marketing to mum space needs to be looking at voice now if they're not already. I believe that this is a really important episode and I love the way Kathy's able to explain some of the questions I find marketers have surrounding voice. Please enjoy. Today, our guest on the show is Kath Blackham, founder of the one and only voice agency in Australia, Versa. Welcome to the show, Kath. Thank you for having me. Now, Kath, I am ridiculously excited about voice that a few months ago, I actually reached out to you and invited you to contribute to my new book, The Mother of All Opportunities. And I did that because I really believe that voice is going to dominate over the coming decade. And I think it's going to be a really important way to connect with mothers. But what I find when I go out and I'm speaking with brands is that voice still remains, you know, that bit of a mystery that marketers and business owners just not quite sure what it is. So I wanted to ask you the question, what do you mean when we when we say voice and what's all the fuss about? Yes, well, it, it is a question that gets asked to me often and it's also a buzzword that gets thrown around without a lot of people understanding actually exactly what they're talking about, so I'm glad you asked. When we talk about voice, what we're talking about is when a human being interacts with a machine, uh, a computer, for example. So a good example of that in the Australian market is uh, Google Home or an Amazon Alexa are the two main products. But there's lots of ways that we're interacting with machines every day, whether it's with Siri, whether it's in your car with your in-car navigation system. We would include all of that under the kind of term voice. So that's kind of defining it, if you like. Why I am so excited, and yeah, you and I have caught up a couple of times on this, so you, uh, you know my excitement is uh, palpable on all of this new technology that's coming in, is firstly because it's incredibly accessible. So this is the first time in my 
20 odd years in this industry where I've really felt like there's a technology that allows anybody, whether they have high literacy levels, low literacy levels, whether they can see or not see, everybody has access to information via voice. It's kind of going back to where we started, if you like. Why I'm excited, particularly in terms of mums and parents, is that it happens to be that the machines often are in the home. So Samsung, for example, are going to have every single one of the products that they that are coming off the kind of production line coming moving forward are all going to become um, come baked in with voice. That's the same for cars now. Every car off the production line across lots of the biggest brands that you know all have voice baked in so that you can just talk to your car, talk to your fridge, talk to your TV, as well as talking to Google Home and Amazon Alexa. And so that for a brand is incredibly exciting because all of a sudden we're not sitting there and waiting for our consumers to come to us either on their computer or on their phone to interact with us as a brand. We're actually able to be there in the home so that when they need us, we're right there. We're sitting in the kitchen, we're sitting in their bedrooms, we're we're in the car with them so that whenever they need us as a brand, we're right there answering those questions and building that very deep engagement with them. I so love that. I cannot wait to have voice in my car. I that that for me it is exciting. Can me you too. actually Yeah, can you share a couple of examples with us of some of the voice work that you might have done with brands here in Australia? Yeah, so I get I guess uh, one of the better known ones from us is Domino's because it's a really good example of taking the friction out of a a purchase. So you you simply just say, "Hey Alexa, ask Domino's to order me my usual." And a pizza turns up literally five minutes later. I think it, it basically checks with you to make sure that, you know, your usual is a pepperoni and a Hawaiian and that you want to charge the credit card and then it just shows up. And you can say halfway through, you can say, hey, Alexa, where's my pizza at? And it'll tell you, oh, the driver's on the road or it's still in the oven or whatever. So voice is really about taking the friction out of any interaction that you would normally have with a consumer. So that's one. Our most uh, successful one, I would say to date, has been Huggies. And that's obviously quite specific to, to mums as well. And Huggies is all around, you know, obviously we didn't want to build an experience around nappies. Nappies aren't particularly exciting or engaging to talk to about mums. Like obviously we all like talking about our children's bowel movements when they're very, very small. But it's not something that you necessarily want to talk about the type of nappy or nappies. It's not an interesting topic. So what we did is we took a pain point that many parents have with young, very young babies and going into the toddler years, and that is getting the child to sleep and getting the child to to calm down from, you know, a level of excitement. And we worked with a behavioural psychologist to find and the Kimberly-Clark team who own the Huggies brand to put together a series of music snippets and we had a partner kindling who actually helped us as well with uh, with that music and that music does things like for example you can say 
hey Alexa, ask Huggies to play bedtime music. And it'll give, you know, when they're very young, it might be that kind of white noise, but not quite as annoying as I used to have to use with my daughter when I just had a old style radio that I put on static. And when they get a bit older, it might be kind of low level nursery rhymes, for example, but it allows the parent to walk out of the room and have their child go to sleep by themselves, but then to have something that kind of soothes them and gets them off to sleep. So the engagement for that particular what we call skill, but it's effectively an app, has been incredible. And there have been users using it literally hundreds of times a week to both at at night for their child, but also during the day when they're just wanting their child to be amused with a song or they're wanting to play with their child and they want a nursery rhyme, for example. All of that is included in the app. Fantastic. Now, why are you so excited about voice that you risked the house and launched Australia's one and only voice agency? Yeah, look, it, it probably comes down to my background. So, you know, I've been in digital kind of since the 90s, so since the almost the very beginning. And so I have recognised this by spending a lot of time in the US as the kind of next paradigm shift. So it's not the new social media. A lot of people say, oh, it's just like social media or it's just like, you know, it's a kind of gimmick. It's like our VR, for example. So a lot of people liken it to virtual reality. And it, it, it is not like that at all. This is a new way that people will access information on the net. So it's almost like a new internet. And it's it's that big. And I, I realized, a few years ago from traveling back and forth to the US a lot that the US had already taken off and that Australia wouldn't be far behind. If you have a look at how quickly we pick up technologies such as Netflix, for example, it didn't you know, take somebody particularly clever to work out that Australia wouldn't be far behind in terms of our pickup of voice. So, so why I've bet the house on it is that I really know it to be true that we will be interfacing with computers and other kind of with the internet, if you like, using voice as a first. It'll be voice first. And then if there's a lot of information, that's when you'll be served it on a screen, whether it's on your phone or on your computer. So I'm not saying that there will be no computers and there will be no phones. Things like online newspapers, you won't be able to do all of that via voice, but you will start the search process via voice for sure. Mm, and I love that. I'm completely with you. I believe that this is a really big paradigm shift. And a case in point, I was actually in Sydney last weekend for the Women in Media Awards, and there was an Alexa in my room at the hotel. And it just struck me that this was the ideal place to have a smart speaker because you have a whole lot of unfamiliar guests in an area that might be searching for something. And it kind of led me to wonder, are there particular industries or categories that are better suited to voice? Yeah. So as I said, I would say if you're talking about industries that do struggle a little bit with voice, it would be news and information where there's lots and lots of words, for example. It's hard. Users don't necessarily want to be standing there for a long time taking in big reams of information. We've seen a lot of success in the FMCG space, so with brands such as Kimberly Clark or Kraft Heinz or whatever it is that where anything the where you're booking tickets, so where you're just trying to do a a regular 
e-commerce transaction, such as we did the Village Cinema Girl, and that was a really good example of where people just want to get in, choose their movie, buy the ticket and get out. That's a great example of of an industry that really is finding really good success with voice. And then you've got other things. Utilities have been really, really popular on voice. So AGL, um, so checking your electricity, even down to transport. So, you know, is my plane on time? Can I check in? Is my, how much time do I need to leave? That type of thing has been very successful on voice. And then obviously there's a whole world, and this is what's really exciting when you start talking about marketing to mums is actually the market around entertainment. So families in particular are really starting to use some of the functionality around quizzes, etc., to kind of entertain the family. So you don't want to have phones at the dining table. In my house, you're not allowed a phone or a laptop at the dining table. But if we are having a family argument or we want to be entertained or we want to do a quiz while we're having dinner, we are allowed to use our our smart speaker and in our case we've got an Amazon Alexa in the kitchen which is attached to our dining room and so we will use that to kind of interact as a family but using Alexa to do that so so that's also been a really popular kind of industry on voice. I, I love that, that you use it to settle a family argument over the dinner table as you tap in. We do. Tap in, that's just so interesting. <laughs> Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. Marketing to Mums, we've undertaken some really groundbreaking research into tech first mums in Australia, which we hope to kind of release this data later this year in late 2019. What we found was that women, predominantly millennial mothers, were showing a really strong uptake of the smart speakers in the home, just, you know, going on from what you said. And we it was 23% of mums have actually got a smart speaker already at home. But what was really interesting to me in the research was that 13 percent intend to purchase one in 2019. What we also saw was that Google really dominates in the Australian landscape, but I understand that it's Alexa in the US. And I wanted to know, does it have implications for you at Versa whether someone's using Alexa or Google? No, not at all. It's a great question because I think we're coming off a, an industry where with phone apps, there's been this nightmare where, you know, you build an iPhone 
app. And as Android phones have kind of gained prominence in, in this market, suddenly brands or, or people that you know, that have an app on the iPhone store have suddenly realized that they have to build, pretty much pay the same amount of money again to build an Android version of it, which is is an awful kind of discussion to have with a client and it's that it's not good for our industry. The great thing with voice is that once you've built it for Google Assistant or for Amazon Alexa or any of the others, um, Samsung have their own Samsung Bixby, once you've built it once, you can really easily push it across others and you can push it across multiple countries very easily as well. So for me, that's a really exciting proposition because it means that from a brand's perspective in terms of getting reach and and in terms of having to worry about, well, what if Amazon Alexa suddenly takes off or they do a big push and they give out Amazon Alexas to everybody for free, you know, will all the work that I'm doing on Google Assistant be for nothing? And the simple answer to that is no. It doesn't make any difference to us what platform we're building for. We build for voice and then we push across multiple platforms. And one of those platforms could be your website or your app that we, Im- we embed that experience into your website. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And we're doing more of that, more and more of that as we go, actually. Oh, I like that. Just back on the smart speakers, like we've seen them to be very popular amongst mums with young children, you know, preschoolers where they're using it as an entertainment kind of medium for them to keep the kids off the screen. But I know that you have got teenagers like I do and that you've found it a great tool for teenagers and I'm keen to understand how you use smart speakers at home and why you think a smart speaker is the best group gift you could give a teenager. Yes, so you know that this is my favourite topic, uh, and if I could, I'm very grateful that you're asking it to me. And this, and the reason for that is that, as any parent, and you and I talked about this, as any parent of a teenager knows, the one battlefield that you find yourself fighting on every day almost is the fight to keep the iPhone and the laptop and the iPad out of the bedroom. And and you do that simply because of social media and the dangers of social media, both in terms of addiction, but also bullying and all the other things that we as parents, you know, 30 years ago didn't need to worry about. And now we constantly worry about. The beauty of voice is that you can give your child access to an alarm, a place to ask questions, a place that they can play music. That used to be my daughter's favourite excuse for having a phone in her room was that she wanted to play. She's a singer, so she wanted to use her laptop or her phone so that she could see the words to a song, for example. And you can do all of that through voice without having to bring, I guess, the worry of social media into their bedroom. So that's one thing. The second thing for me is the opportunity for brands to connect with a teenager in their bedrooms. And and the reason I say that is not in some weird way, but for a lot of teenagers, my my daughter is embarrassed to ask me a lot of questions. So um, I know she has a lot of questions about boyfriends, about puberty, etc. But she finds it very hard to open up to any any adult, basically. But having a computer, we, we know from our research that even adults are more comfortable 
comfortable sometimes asking a computer than they are a human, even if it's somebody that they don't know, because for some reason it feels a bit more anonymous if you're asking something very, very personal. So you can see for teenagers when they're going through puberty and they're going through all of this angst of their bodies changing, being able to ask Alexa or Google a question and being able to get an answer back in the privacy of their own room is huge. And if you can be the brand that brings that to them, it's an even bigger coup for that brand. That's really interesting. And no one's playing in that space right now? Nope, nobody. I am banging. That's my drum that I bang, but nobody has picked me up on it yet. Mm, Interesting. So can I ask you, Kath, where do you see voice being in another decade? So that's a good question. So I I think where we're going as an agency is really there will be a a place for building out apps still, just in the way that we have iPhone apps. But what I'm seeing really grow, particularly in our work in the US, is building out voice platforms. So, and I touched on this before, but where we will be in a decade and probably much, much sooner than that is that when you go to a website or when you go to an app, the first thing you will do is you will speak to it to get to where you want to be. So you will just say, I want to see, you know, show me the latest articles that came through overnight or whatever it is that you want to do. And it will then throw something to your screen so that you can scroll down and you can say, oh, actually, tell me something more about that. So you'll, you will do this, they call it multimodal, where you will be looking at things on screen, but you'll also be talking. Oh, I so love that. Yeah. So I think that it's about accessibility. I think another thing that we'll see in the next 10 years is true accessibility come to the fore. So there will be big parts of society that have been really cut out of the discussion online because their literacy or their education just isn't up to being able to navigate through difficult, you know, hard to use websites. I mean, we've been very focused on uh, design thinking as digital kind of specialists for a long time now, but there are still people out there that just can't read or can't navigate a website and and never will be able to. So that's when you're speaking about, I spoke at an aged care conference yesterday and voice for aged care is going to be absolutely massive because the elderly are just not dexterous enough. Their eyesight isn't good enough to be able to use. They can't get up quick enough to be able to turn on the TV, turn off the TV. They can't see the remote. They can't use apps because they have never been able to kind of work out, not even my dad, who is only 70 years old, but he's not really au fait with his iPhone, he can kind of make calls, etc. But that's it. So that part of society will be opened up just simply because voice will become the medium. And that sector of society are used to using voice. And so from a literacy perspective, and from an elderly, it's going to be huge. And as well as disabilities, allowing people to really get access to information without having to get up off their chair, which is huge for some people that maybe find that more difficult. So I think that it will be all persuade. I mean, I don't think people have any idea what it's going to be like talking to their fridge, talking to their microwave, chatting away in the car, 
you know, everything that we want to do now, we'll be able to just do via voice. We won't actually have to be pressing buttons, et cetera, to do it. So it is so game changing. It really is. So how important do you think voice is going to be in terms of mum's search and discovery of new products and services? We talk a lot about chicken fingers, but we don't say it because it's only chicken, but we just say, you know, when you're cooking dinner, for example, and you're chopping up the raw chicken, the last thing you want to be doing with that is then touching devices, right? So it's not very... It's not very good for the chicken and it's not very good for the devices either. So having that ability to be able to multitask is the number one thing when you talk to any mother. It doesn't matter whether you work, don't work, have one child or six children. The one thing that mums have in common is we are all desperately trying to fit lots and lots of things into a very short amount of time. So we need to be kind of multitasking and voice is the multitasking device because you could be looking after your child, changing their nappy, you can be cooking dinner, you can be making school lunches. And, you know, the way I use it is I'm making my kids school lunches and at the same time I'm asking Google, which is then linked into all of my because I'm on the G suite for work so I'm saying oh you know what when's my first meeting how long is it going to take me to get to the city this morning so I'm kind of thinking about work but also doing all the tasks that I need to as mum so this is going to literally change how efficient we are as mothers and I think that's the holy grail at least for me. (laughs) I was exhausted listening to all of those tasks that we do. It's so tiring. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, is about to launch her second book, and you can get it first. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can pre-order your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. All pre-orders will be personally signed by Katrina and will be gift wrapped also, making them a perfect gift for your team or business colleague. Listen, we've actually got a, a heap of senior marketers and business owners who listen into our show, and I wanted to get your perspective. If you were actually one of those senior marketers who's got a really strong mum audience, why should they be considering voice now rather than waiting a few years before it gets, you know, really big and critical mass? So I was actually just talking to someone about this this morning in the US uh, and just about what's happened over there. and. The reason that I would say to marketers, senior marketers now to to get on board with voice is is simply just because you're not going to get it right the very first time. So we know with everything, with websites, with apps, with campaigns, it doesn't really matter what you do. There is this test and learn methodology that 
these days we've kind of come to understand as necessary to really get the right message on the right medium at the right time for for mums for the target market. So I would say to any senior marketer out there, you don't have to go and spend a huge amount of money, but what you do need to do is put some budget aside that you can you can go and test this with your mums. There is still an opportunity in the Australian market, which unfortunately the Americans just don't have access to anymore, that opportunity to, to surprise and delight the users so that the first time that they actually really start using their smart speaker, because a lot of them have already got them in the home, but they may be only using them to set timers, etc. But the very first time that they actually start to think of it as a way to access apps, let it be your brand that they they surprise and delight with. So if you go out as a brand and it's a very easy campaign to say, you know, hey, Google, say, hey, Google, do this, users can then, because they've already got them in their home, they will go and try that. And if you can build a a half-decent experience for that user, they will love you more for it. They will be more engaged. And that's what we've seen with the likes of the Huggies app is that they will then use that time and time again. So that customer engagement can be even deeper than you would ever hope to get through any other kind of medium like an app or a website, et cetera. So that's my plug is just get started and test and learn so that in a couple of years you're not kind of behind the eighth ball trying to build the perfect skill or action or capsule or whatever it is right from day one. Okay and those voice recordings you're referring to as skills is that right? That's right. So so they're all voice apps, but for whatever reason, Alexa has chosen to call theirs skills, Google call theirs actions, and Samsung call theirs capsules. But they are all voice apps. So I'm not quite sure why we don't just use the term voice app, but when you're talking to anybody about Google, they call them Google actions. So that, But they are effectively just apps like you would have on your iPhone. Okay, fantastic. I appreciate you qualifying that. So what kind of three tips would you give to any marketer who is about to put their toe in the water and try voice? Firstly, I would give a plug for us to work with someone that actually knows what they're doing. So there's a lot of ways that you can get this wrong. So if you work with somebody that knows what they're doing, that that is useful. I think that for me, it's about finding the use case, as we call it, but finding something that is truly engaging for the user. So don't Think of it as, you know, I make nappies, so therefore I need to talk about nappies. Actually think of who your consumer base is and what is truly useful for them and then put that on the table for them to use. Um, So try and engage them. You know, we've had examples time and time again where brands have come to us and it's not a particularly, like if you're flight centre, you don't need to book flights, but you might actually talk about travel, for example, or you might talk about what the cheapest flight of the day is. So just kind of try and find that use case that works for your user. And I think just try and take the friction out of everything you're doing. Now, Kath, I know that you're expanding into the US market. What are some of the differences between the US and the Australian markets in dealing with voice? 
Um, I think it just comes down to time, actually. So the US is probably about three years ahead of um, Australia. And what we've really found that the benefit for us is that brands are a lot further down that test and learn process. So what we're seeing come out of the US is a lot more sophisticated than we're seeing in Australia. And the main difference for that is actually, you know, we've just been approached by a, a big brand house actually in a, in the US and they're wanting to do a global agency of record for voice. Now that would never happen in Australia at the moment because we're still in that test and learn phase. Kath, what's next for Versa? Some days I think, well, what's not next for Versa? I'm trying to do a lot of things at once here. But for us, we've been lucky enough to find ourselves in a position where we can expand globally. So we've just opened up Singapore. We're opening up the US um, and soon to be India. So we're really kind of pushing out beyond the boundaries of Australia and New Zealand as we speak. And I think for us, it's also about starting to play in that enterprise level I kind of touched on it before, but building out true platforms that have got voice integrated into websites, et cetera, working with state government to really kind of embed voice in across all of their websites. Those type of projects are, are what, what we're working on, as well as, you know, we're really getting into the social good side of voice as well. So looking at how can we use voice to, to really make accessibility an exciting thing for the more vulnerable communities in Australia and beyond. Fantastic. And if people wanted to learn more about you, Kath, or more about your voice agency, Versa, what's the best way for them to do so? So I'm just Kath Blackham, B-L-A-C-K-H-A-N on LinkedIn. And so I would love people to just reach out to me and I am more than happy to come in and just talk to people about what this voice thing is and what it could mean for their brand. So most of what I do these days is actually just sitting down with leadership teams, boards and marketing teams just to help them make sense of what's next. And that's that's not with the expectation that there's going to be any work for us at the end. I kind of see myself as an ambassador for voice as one of my jobs and the other is as of a CEO of a voice agency. So I'm more than happy to come out. You can also go onto our website, versa.agency, and that has a lot of kind of learnings, case studies and stuff that you can kind of, you can see as well. Wow, that is a super generous offer, Kath. I think you'd be crazy if you were a senior brand manager not to be getting Kath in. And we'll make sure that we've got those links in the show notes so you can easily access that as well. Now, for our listeners, I want you to be thinking about your brand and I want you to be considering if there's an opportunity for you to explore voice over the coming 12 months. You know, Kath has shared some really interesting insights for brands looking to unlock that power of voice and I highly recommend that you get your team this is one of those episodes that you get your whole team to listen to and your senior management to listen to so they can really understand voice and what it means. Kath I would really like to thank you for sharing your story of Versa and their huge opportunity in voice and I thank you for being part of Marketing to Mums the podcast. Thanks so much.
Oh, Kath and I had a lot of fun recording this episode. When we started recording, she was actually recording it out of her voice lab at the agency. And as soon as I started making questions about Google and Alexa, a number of them in the voice lab started turning on and responding. So we actually had to stop the interview, make sure they were all off before we could start re-recording. But in all seriousness, I hope this episode really got your attention. Voice is going to change the way mums discover brands, and I see this as critical to a brand's future success. There are enormous benefits for those who get in early and gain their learnings, particularly so in the Australian market where we're still in the early days of voice. I suggest you really get your team to listen to this episode, along with any of your key stakeholders, senior management, board members, and start exploring how voice can assist deepen your relationships with mothers. And if you're wanting to learn more about Kath and her business, Versa, she's actually featured in my new book, The Mother of All Opportunities. And you can grab a copy now through all good bookstores and online in Australia at Booktopia and on Amazon around the world. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.